Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you alongside my co-host, former NFL safety, J.J. Wilcox. And we're already in week four of the NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. It was a pretty exhilarating week three, a lot of surprise results, some good, some bad. We're going to break into some of these storylines and what has happened in the NFL through week three. And then we're going to preview week four's matchups. But first things first, as I always do, I got to check in on my brother, J.J. Wilcox. How are you doing today? Isaac, how we doing, man? It's Tuesday, week four of the NFL season. Uh, I'm doing lovely, man. I'm excited. Uh, a lot of great things to look forward to this week. And like I say, some good football coming up here shortly. And um, all is well, man. How about you? Everything's going well. It's a Tuesday. Can't complain. Another day. Another blessing. Trying to make the best of it. And as always, thrilled to be here on the podcast. Getting ready to talk some more football as we get ready for week four. JJ, can you believe it, man? One month mark. Almost into the NFL regular season. It's crazy how fast this NFL season flies by. Yeah, man. I, I, we literally just had week one a couple of weeks ago, man. We already in week four already with some teams shaking and doing some different things, man. So when they say it goes by fast, it truly does, man. So I'm mean, still in kind of, disbelief, uh, kind of in disbelief in the sense that we already in week four, but I'm excited for it. Well, before we get into some standouts from week number three, just some main storylines to summarize what we had, the Niners thumped the Giants, started at 12 as expected. The Dallas Cowboys let us down with a ugly loss, 28-16, and they were a heavy favorite there. The Browns bounced back and thumped the Titans. Lions got the victory with the Falcons. Derek Carr went down with an AC joint sprain. The Packers came back and won that one. The big one, JJ, 70-20. to the Miami Dolphins over the Denver Broncos. No, this was not a Madden simulation. It was real life NFL football. And I don't know if I've ever seen or witnessed an NFL beatdown like that. Yeah, um, I haven't never witnessed or even seen that. I mean, it's very rally on the Madden game unless I'm playing against my kids or son or something. But, man, to put up 70 points is kind of, you know, something that's never really been heard of due to the fact that we have salary caps. We have all different type of different things, free agencies to prevent scores, to get that outrageous. But it's just a hat off to the generational development that, you know, McDaniels is doing down there, the Dolphins and the schemes and some of the stuff that he's doing down there. But, yeah, that was uh, that was one for the books. I'll tell you that one. The Chargers got their first victory. The Bills dominated the Commanders. Texans and Colts repping the AFC South, picking up upset victories. Texans over the Jacks, Colts over the Ravens, Seahawks getting it done over the Panthers, and then the Chiefs blowing out the Bears 41-10. Then we had the primetime games, Steelers over the Raiders, Eagles over the Bucks, and then the Bengals over the Rams. Really quick, one player that stood out to me was Packers quarterback Jordan Love. I mentioned Derek Carr went down with that shoulder injury, and it was his 
home Lambeau Field opening there. They erase a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter to beat the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it matched the Packers' largest comeback victory entering the fourth quarter since at least 1950. Love finished the game 22 of 44, 259 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and then one rushing touchdown. Now, I know the stat line isn't that eye-popping, J.J., but what he was able to do was make some throws in crunch time, and then he was also able to get it done without Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, yeah. David Bakhtiari against a very good Saints defense. And so anytime you have that type of a win to come from behind, I think that's going to boost his confidence moving forward. And Jordan Love this far, J.J., has looked pretty impressive. Yeah, um, I mean, hats off to Jordan Love and that offense and what they're doing, man. We knew that we didn't expect for it to be this good, and I think we kind of overlooked how good he's really been. He's been efficient. He's been very decisive. He's been very consistent in the sense of the way he's moving and doing things. And, you know, it's, it's fun to see because we didn't know how they was going to look at the Aaron Rodgers. And we all heard all the chatter and different things that he's done. But he actually sat down. He did what he had to do. He was professional behind Aaron Rodgers. And the way he's moving this offense, I feel like they got faith in him just like he has faith in them. So it's been exciting to see. And my hat's off to Green Bay and to Jordan Love and the, and the good football that they've been playing. That was quite the comeback for the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. And we're going to continue to see how that offense evolves as they get healthy playing Thursday night. We're going to preview that matchup here in a few minutes. But, J.J., did a player stand out to you? Did a team stand out to you? Yeah. What were your takeaways from week three? Week three was some really good, really good football. Um, I, I think one of my matchups that I had ended up losing, if you watched that Detroit Lions and Atlanta Falcons game, that was one of the great, one of the good games of the week. Uh, one of the guys, you know, I'm always I'm a defensive defensive minded guy, so I'm gonna stick to the defensive side. And in that game, Brian Brian Branch, the rookie, stood out to me as a guy that really was felt throughout that game from the fourth, first quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. Uh, he had 11 tackles, all of them solo, two pass deflection, and he was a key part of this victory to a really, really, really good Atlanta football, Atlanta Falcons football team. So Brian Branch, to me, did a great job of coming in as a rookie and making his presence felt early on throughout this game. Brian Branch has definitely been one of those impact playmakers, and it's hard. You know this, J.J. I mean, he's doing it at a very tough position. You played safety in the NFL, so you know – more than any of us here on the podcast, what it's like to have to adapt to the NFL speed at that luxury position, a position that you're having to defend some prolific quarterbacks and offenses. But Brian yeah. Branch has been a machine when it comes to getting turnovers. Brian Branch is definitely one of those picks that the Lions are probably pretty darn happy they made at this point. Yeah, and he, he and if, you, if you watch his game and watching the way they're using him, he's used throughout the field. He's at the star position. He's at the safety position. He's at the nickel position. And as a rookie, uh, that's a lot to ask for. And to get in here, yet alone, try to adjust to the speed, understanding the defense, understanding concepts. But that just goes to show what kind of player he is, the type of system he's in, and the ownership and the front office job of getting him in a position where he's comfortable and just doing that. And if you watch a little bit of Alabama when he came out, that was some of the things and some of his um, some of the praises that he got of how versatile he was. So um, hats off to Brian Branch and what they're doing up in Detroit. And a big-time playmaker that has helped this Lions team 
get that win here in week three. Now we're going to turn the page now to week four because we have Thursday night football here in a couple of nights, and I alluded to it just moments ago, but the Detroit Lions will go back to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Both teams are 2-1, and one, JJ, and the Lions, last time they were at Lambeau Field, it was to close out the 2022 season, and they beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and kept them out of the playoffs. So this has been a game that the Packers, I'm sure, since the end of last season, have been looking forward to to getting some revenge on the Detroit Lions on their home turf. This is going to be, I think, one of the best Thursday yeah. night games we've had this season. I can't wait to see it unfold. Talked about Jordan Love in this evolving offense. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, hopefully David Bakhtiari should be good to go after missing week three. But the Lions, we all know that they're a hard-nosed football team physicality from top to bottom, and it starts at the top with Dan Campbell. And so this game was was pretty tough for me, JJ, to pick because I want to go with the Lions because I know that they're a dangerous team. Jared Goff has played some good football. Jameer Gibbs is starting to get a little bit more involved. And then St. Brown, of course, is something to deal with on the outside. But Green Bay, I think they have a chip on their shoulders from the way it ended last season. And I'm going to ride with Green Bay. I think they're going to use that fuel, 17-point comeback, prime time, at home, Lambeau Field, under the lights. I think they get it done in a very tightly <clears throat> contested ball game. JJ, 24-23. Jordan Love makes the plays he needs to make, and then having Aaron Jones back I think will be a major boost for the Green Bay Packers, him and A.J. Dillon, the one-two punch. And then defensively, I don't think they're getting enough credit on what they've been able to accomplish with Rayshon Gary coming off the edge, Preston Smith as well, and Jair Alexander. Hopefully he's back. So this will be a physical smash-mouth game. But give me the Packers here by one. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one for me too. I'm still here debating. But I think overall what I see from Detroit Lions and what they did against a very, very good Atlanta Falcons team, they did. They made the Atlanta Falcons one-dimensional. They stopped the run. We all knew Atlanta's one of the best running teams coming into this. And once you eliminate a team from one of their pedigrees and one of their strengths and also counterpunch with some of the good defensive schemes that they drew up, I like the Detroit Lions here to take care of business. Even though it's going to be a close one, I know Green Bay Packers defensively defensively is one of the uh, top units coming up here as well, too. They're doing a lot of great things to keeping, keeping the scores that they've played the last three weeks to a minimum. But I think just Jared Goff, the way he's playing, Gibbs, uh, St. Brown, Sam LaPorta, and those guys, uh, the defense of the way they get after um, people on the front four that they have, they can rush for and now sit back and pin their ears back and make plays. I like Detroit Lions here to take care of business. All right, so we're both going opposite ends here to kick off week four. Now we get into Sunday slate of games, and we do have our first London game, NFL International Series, Falcons, Jaguars, Atlanta 2-1 coming off that loss to the Lions. Jacksonville 1-2, JJ, through three weeks. Jacksonville has been one of the most disappointing teams because yeah. I don't know about you, but I think all of us had the assumption that they were going to come out this season. They were going to look sharp. They added Calvin Ridley. For some reason, things haven't quite clicked for them. And it led to a blowout loss of the Houston Texans on Sunday, 37-17. Trevor Lawrence has not looked sharp. 279 yards, one touchdown, one interception. They're trying to get ETN more involved. He had 88 yards on the ground. Evan Ingram, 67 yards. Kirk had 54 and one touchdown. But they're still not 
functioning to their caliber, JJ. Yeah. But despite that, they are in London, and the Jaguars have a heck of a resume playing over there. And so for those reasons, I think they're going to use this opportunity to wake up from their slumber, get going, win a tough physical game against an Arthur Smith-led football team that you know, J.J., is going to be ready to go, trying to bounce back themselves from a loss. But the Jacksonville Jaguars getting blown out by 20 at home, I'm sure that they're eager to get back on the field and right those wrongs. Give me Jacksonville 2017. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going to go the home team. I, I'm going to stick with the Atlanta Falcons. I think they got a bad taste in their mouth from the Detroit Lions. I think that was a wake-up call for them. Uh, we was on a good grand streak for a while here. Um, and it's good to have these type of um, losses where we can go back and check ourselves and check our, uh, check our identity. We know that uh, the Atlanta Falcons is a run-first team. Um, we know that, but we also have to be ready to counter as well, too. And I think our passing game has to get a little bit more stronger uh, spread the ball out a little bit. So, and I know what Jacksonville can do defensively as well, too. But give me the Atlanta Falcons here to come out with a tight one over in London to break that winning streak of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have a good one that I wish was played in prime time. The 3 0 Dolphins going to Orchard Park to take on the 2 mm. 1 Buffalo Bills. Every time these two teams clash, there's always fireworks, and the Miami Dolphins fresh off that beatdown where they tallied 726 yards of total offense, averaging 10.2 yards per play. Tua coming off a heater, 23 of 26, 309 yards, four touchdowns. A-Chan, Tyreek Hill, I mean, you name it. But the Buffalo Bills, though, they're coming off a thrashing, and they look really good in Washington. And so these are two teams that are getting hot at the right time. And I know... A lot of the NFL world is on Miami right now, Super Bowl favorites. But I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, JJ. I think they're going to get it done at home. We saw what that New England defense did to the Miami offense a couple of weeks ago. And Buffalo's defense showed some positive signs. A.J. Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, and Matt Milano making plays from the linebacker position. Tredavious White got a pick. So I actually think Buffalo is going to get it done at home, 31-27, despite the greatest show-on-turf performance from the Dolphins last <clears throat> week. I like Buffalo here, J.J., to get it done in a track meet. Josh Allen has turned the corner after that week one blunder, and the Buffalo Bills get it done. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree with you on this one. Um, as much as I want to you know, get on the bandwagon with the Miami Dolphins, and, and rightfully so, they play some great and tremendous ball within the last few weeks. But it's, it's these games like these, these comfort games where these people play you twice a year. They know your identity. They know your DNA. They know what you like to do. They have. They got three, three and a half weeks of film on you. And um, like I said, I think Josh Allen took a L early, which was a wake-up call for him in the sense to kind of do some things and move differently. You don't have to throw the ball, you know, 20 to 10 to 15 times deep all the time. We can take the small things. We got guys that's explosive from Stephon Diaz, Gabe Davis, Trent Sherfield, James Cook, and those guys. I like Buffalo Bills who to take care of business too. Broncos at Bears, the battle of 0-3 teams, JJ. I think this is a low-scoring affair. 19-16, I like the Broncos here. You're coming off an embarrassing loss, 70-20. to And Sean Payton having to face the media, the players having to talk, and that's the worst-case scenario. I mean, getting beat that bad, and right now Denver, 
think has a little bit more despite that beatdown. The Chicago Bears are looking pretty inept right now. And because of those reasons, Russell Wilson has looked pretty solid. And that Broncos defense is going to have to have a bounce-back performance. Vance Joseph, who wants to save his job. It's a matter of picking which team do I think has more of a chance to answer the bell on Sunday. And at this stage, I'm going to have to go with the Denver Broncos here, JJ. Yeah, I think Sean Payton um, really had time and really had a pride check. In a sense, um, I can only imagine losing 70. Um, uh, we know the coaching staff has a, a responsibility as well, but you also have to get it to your memo, to your players and to your to your staff to get the memo and the agenda set. Um, and I say, unfortunately, we as humans sometimes don't really understand what it is to get to where we need to go unless we uh, face some circumstances and some some difficulties. So. I'm with you. I think Denver Broncos have enough what it takes to get it done. Russell Wilson and everybody else in some of their skill position, as well as their defense, to get it done. I think Chicago, Eberfus, and the head coach and the staff over there have a lot going on. I think still trying to figure out Justin Fields. Uh, we had an OC coming from Green Bay that we all know that was, you know, the offense that was ran with Green Bay was through Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. So um, I, it's going to take a little bit more time, and I think Denver Broncos. I've had a real-life reality check this past weekend. I think they have enough to get it done. The Baltimore Ravens, 2-1 at the Cleveland Browns, 2-1. The Browns, they finally showed some life on offense last week, but not enough people are talking about that they have the number one ranked defense, J.J. The Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns have been absolutely locked down on defense and for those reasons i like them to get the win again at home but when you have a defense led by jim schwartz that was a major hire for that franchise miles garrett anthony walker denzel ward hearst thornhill grant delpit zadarius smith i mean ogbo okoronkwo and then you have rodney mcleod who's a veteran safety on the back end this defense attacks you in a variety of different ways Baltimore right now is banged up to the T. Their injury report is about three pages long. They're still down a couple of starting offensive linemen. It's going to be hard for Lamar Jackson to stay out of that fierce pass rush led by Miles Garrett. And Deshaun Watson picked up some pieces. Mm -hmm. He got in a little bit of a rhythm. Then you have Ford who broke out again. Kareem Hunt's back in the fold after they signed him. Cooper going for over 100 yards. I like the Cleveland Browns here again, 24-20 over the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I like the dog pound. I spoke to you a little bit briefly. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, when they played the Pittsburgh Steelers on defensively, how strong they are. Like I said, they got the top pass rushers in the game, the Miles Garrett. Offensively, Deshaun Watson, but he's speaking of the performance he had last week. He went one, um, 123.4 in, in a quarterback rate, rate, rating. So he heard the noise. He heard the chatter. He came up. He did what he had to do. He's efficient. He passed the ball. Um, offensively, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore, he's making some spectacular catches as well, too. His targets rates went up from last week. Amari Cooper, well, you know what he can do. He's uh, He's been doing it for over his his career for the last couple of years as well, too. So I like what the Cleveland Browns are building here. I'm excited for them. Uh, give me them take, take the W as well, too. Bengals at Titans. This will be an intriguing one. Both teams one and two trying to move up in their divisional standings. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals here. 
The Titans have been very up and down. You don't know what you're going to get from their offense. The Bengals, yes, they haven't looked very clean. And they still didn't last night. But Joe Burrow is still clearly not 100% from that calf strain. But what I saw from Lou Anarumo's defense last night with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard coming off the edge, I think they're going to make life very difficult for that Tennessee offensive line, Andre Dillard. And then we'll see what the status is of Peter Skaronsky, their first-round pick. If he can't go, it's going to be even tougher to contain DJ Reader in that defense. Of course, the linebacker play by Logan Wilson at an interception. This Bengals defense is arriving at the right yeah. time. And despite that offense not looking as sharp, Cincinnati, I believe, goes into Tennessee and gets the victory 27-17. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to Cincinnati as well. Who's a nation? I like what they're doing with the running game. It's not as efficient as strong as it used to be, but I like what they're doing with Jamar Chase and move him in multiple positions and find a way to get their key players the ball. Uh, that's key. Um, eliminate as much as you can. Quick throws. Joe Burrow, we know he's had to be stationary with his calf issues and different things, and they're complementing what they have at this time in this point. I like what the Bengals are doing. Give me them to take care of business. Rams, Colts. Rams 1-2 and two after dropping Monday night's game. Colts 2-1. and one. A little bit of a surprise there. Gardner Minshew going on the road, getting the win for them in Baltimore in overtime. Now, Anthony Richardson may be cleared from concussion protocol, JJ, so he may be back in the fold. Who do you like here, Rams or Colts? Uh, I may have to roll with the Colts. Um, I, I'm going to roll with the Colts. Eventually, they went to a hard environment up in Baltimore. Uh, they took care of business. Minshew um, uh, still did what he does. He come in and keeps the ball and keep the game in, 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 in a minimum. Zach Moss did a good job of running the ball. We know that they'll run first team in the Colts, even though they're limited to some of their players. But Michael Pittman did a good job of catching the ball in traffic. Josh Downs is finding a way to get efficient and get moving. He's a mismatcher in the slot. Defensively, they did some good job. Uh, DeForest Buckner and those guys, Kenny Moore, um, Leonard, as well as uh, Taquan Lewis and those people, Z Zaria Franklin. I like the Colts here. The defensively to take care of business and keep it a close game. I like the Colts as well, 24-21 over the L.A. Rams. And while the Rams' defense has been above standards and you still have Aaron Donald, the all-world player who can go and be a one-man wrecking crew, but Indianapolis, they've tightened the screws. J.J., the defenses look really good. I think Shane Steichen has this team moving in the right direction. Anthony Richardson back in the fold. If he clears concussion protocol, Zach Moss looked good. And then uh, you're getting some good production on the outside, as you just mentioned. Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, the rookie at North Carolina. So I like Indianapolis here to win at home by three. Buccaneers at Saints. And I think all indications are, J.J., Derek Carr suffered that AC joint sprain. He's unlikely to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which means that Jameis is going to have a crack against his former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Who do you like here? Are you going to ride with Who Dat Nation or are you going to go with Tampa? I'm, I'm going to go with Who Dat Nation. I think they took an L last week to a very good Green Bay Packers team. As uh, far as Tampa Bay Buccaneers, offensively, I just don't see their run game is non existent. If anything, Mike Evans isn't comfortable or, you know, satisfied where he's at with a contract standpoint. Defensively, we know Todd Bowles does a good job of defensively keeping games type and doing things, but offense got to put up points, and I just don't see Baker Mayfield and them um, doing enough to get it done. I think the New Orleans Saints have enough firepower on the offense to keep the game uh, to keep the game in, them, in, the, in the fields of them. So give me New Orleans Saints here to take care of business against Tampa Bay. 
I'm with you as well. Give me the Saints, even though Jameis Winston starts that defense in New Orleans. Paired with that hostile environment, I did not see enough offensively from Baker Mayfield. Rashad White, they've been trying to get him going. But that New Orleans front seven, I think they're pretty pissed off after blowing that 17-point lead in Green Bay. They're going to want to put together a dominant performance, and they will win this game for the New Orleans Saints. Plus, Alvin Kamara is back from that three-game suspension, so he'll be back on the field. That'll help out Jameis Winston as well. 23-17, give me the New Orleans Saints over Tampa Bay. Washington 2-1, going to link to mm. face the Philadelphia Eagles 3-0. JJ, I don't need to explain myself much more, but I do think Philadelphia is going to steamroll Washington 34-17. Philadelphia has not even peaked. They haven't looked anywhere close to as good as they can be on offense. And despite that, they're 3-0, and they're still running for almost 200 yards a game. DeAndre Swift looks rejuvenated. That offensive line, I believe, is right up there with Detroit's offensive line for being one of the best in the NFL. And when you have a defense that has a front seven with Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox and Brennan Graham and Josh Wett, I mean, the list Man. goes on and on. Those guys get after opposing quarterbacks, and they're a dangerous team once again. So give me Philly all day here. Yeah, um, as much as I kind of want to go against Philly here, even though I know it's conference play, man, the, with the performance that they've been doing with Jordan Davis and the things that he's coming along to do, Jalen Carter and those guys defensively, it's just a lot to put up against a commander's offense with a new quarterback underneath center. And even though they have some key pieces and the offensive coordinator that I think is probably one of the best ones to do it, I just like Philly right now and their gap scheme offensively, what they're doing with Swift as well too. Uh, yeah, give me Philly here. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot tighter and closer than people would imagine due to the fact of his conference play and everything. But give me Philadelphia here to pull off a title. Minnesota at Carolina. Both of these teams seeking their first win of the season. Minnesota had a heartbreaking loss to the Chargers. As time expired, interception. And now they're going to go to the road and take on Carolina. Andy Dalton looks like he'll get another start here. Bryce Young is sidelined with that ankle injury. Andy Dalton didn't look too bad in Seattle. But Carolina is dealing with a lot of injuries. Minnesota, they're poised for a win at some point, JJ. And Justin Jefferson continues to go off. It's a matter of time before Kevin O'Connell's team gets a victory. I think they finally get one here. A tough one on the road against Carolina. But 27-23, the Minnesota Vikings get their first win of the season. Yeah, I'm going Minnesota Vikings as well, too. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been playing lights out. If, if you ask me, just, uh, despite of what he's had um, to his you know, running game not as being existing. We know Justin Jefferson's going to get double. We know he's their go-to guy. T.J. Hawkinson's doing a good job. Jordan Anderson, um, Addison is stepping in and, and filling in some roles for him as well, too. I would like to see K.J. Osborne get moving a little bit more. But I like Minnesota here. I like what Kirk Cousin does. Like you say, uh, Kevin O'Donnell, he's going to do a good job of scheming some things up to take care of a beating, um, of a hurt, injured Carolina Panthers. So give me Minnesota Vikings to take care of business. Pittsburgh at Houston, Steelers 2-1, Texans 1-2, coming off their first win of the season over Jacksonville. Who do you like here, J.J.? I mean, I think both <clears throat> you and I have discussed at length how good this Pittsburgh defense is, and I do think that's going to end up ruling this matchup. But uh, do you like Pittsburgh or Houston? 
I'm gonna go H Town, baby. I'm gonna keep it All in right. Texas. Upset City, I'm a, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go H Town. I'm gonna go H Town for for the performance. It gets a very, very good uh Jacksonville Jaguars team. You go back defensively front wise, uh, they have some of the key pieces just like the Pittsburgh Steelers do. And I think just the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is what's keeping them from being uh the dangerous Pittsburgh Steelers that we're known them to do. Um I think uh Pickett is doing a good job of picking up some things here, but I like what, what uh, C.J. Stroud has done here. I think he's got a win underneath his belt. We know what pedigree he's come from. We know what Damian Pierce can do. Uh, Devin Singletary's been in there doing some. Tank Dale, five receptions for 145 yards and a touchdown. Um, Robert Woods is coming along, too. I like, and you know defensively they're going to have one of the top units underneath Demico Ryan. So give me Houston, Texas here to pull off an upset against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not so fast. I'm going with the Steel <laughs> City, JJ. TJ Watt, enough said. Alex Highsmith, they're going to get after that beat-up offensive line for the Houston Texans. Stroud, to his credit, did look really good last week, but this Pittsburgh defense is cut from another cloth. Pat Pete, Levi Wallace, a couple of interceptions to his name. And, yes, I agree with you there. I don't think that offense with Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett has really – got out of the gates per se they've been very slow and haven't necessarily looked efficient but i think that pittsburgh defense will be dominant enough to get the victory 24 20 it'll be close but give me the steelers here to take care of business now raiders at chargers one and two both of these teams raiders did not look good on sunday night Jimmy Garoppolo's in concussion protocol, so he may be unavailable. We, we may get to see the rookie Aiden O'Connell get a start for the Raiders. But regardless, Justin Herbert played lights out once again. Despite losing Mike Williams for the season, they still have plenty of firepower with Keenan Allen. You're going to get to see the rookie Johnston get some more snaps. We'll see what happens with Austin Eckler's status. But regardless, I like the Chargers in this matchup. 37-21, that offense, Kellen Moore, he's been dialing up some pretty prolific plays and schemes, and the Chargers get it done. Yeah, I'm with you. Did you see the performance by Keaton Allen? Uh, 18 receptions for 215 yards. Uh, that's It's hard to get 200 yards against any defensively, but to do it against a good Minnesota Vikings team who's been known for their defense over the last few years, this hats off to them. And like you said, just a matter of time for it to get uh, clicking. Uh, Justin Herbert's doing a good job of being very precise with the ball, 40 for 47, 405 yards, 123 and 0.8 quarterback uh, ratings. Uh, Just go to show you that, you know, Kellen Moore is doing a good job of keeping it consistent, keeping it moderate and doing some things that's, um, that Herbert is good at doing. So give me the charges here to take care of business. Here we go. America's game of the week. One and two Patriots taking on the two and one Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott returns to AT&T Stadium. And Will Greer, who was signed to the Patriots active roster from the Bengals practice squad. And of course, we know Greer spent time with the Cowboys the last couple of seasons. So he's making a reunion as well. And so this is a big time matchup. For the Dallas Cowboys, J.J., 2-1, and one, but coming off that ugly loss to the Arizona Cardinals, pathetic performance, 13 penalties, red zone struggles, lack of discipline, and the Patriots got their first win in New York, beating the Jets, I believe, for a 15th straight time. And you know Bill Belichick's defense is always one of the best in the NFL. So this is going to be another defensive matchup, J.J., 
And I'm a little bit nervous as a Cowboy fan for those reasons because this offense for Dallas, while they've been able to move the ball at will, they stall in the red zone. The defense was picked apart. Arizona rushed for over 200 yards. And you don't think Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien are going to look at that tape and say, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to attack that run defense again with Zeke Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson. So I believe this is going to be a tight, close game as it always is with the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, cautiously optimistic, JJ, that the Cowboys can pull out a win here at home and bounce back after such a treacherous performance. Give me the Dallas Cowboys 23 to 17 over the New England Patriots. Yeah, I, 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 it's a tough one, Isaac. Uh, I, I know the Patriots got a, a smell of blood when they did what they had to do against the Jets. I like what they did. They, they found a way to get it done and get over the hump. It has not been pretty for the Patriots to do what they do. But um, I, I think I'm, I might have to roll with the Patriots here. Um, oh, I, I, I know Dallas Cowboys. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan up and down and faithful. But I think, you know, until we figure it out, what kind of identity we're going to build with Dak Prescott and getting into these red zone and doing different things, I think he needs some help at the tight end position as well, too. Um, so give me the Patriots. Don't, 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 do not pull my card from me. No, nah, bro, I'm, Patriots... about, I'm about to kick you off this call right now. <laughs> Man, just for this week. This week only, I like the Patriots to take care of business. But, you know, I, I can't blame you, though, J.J., because I was very close to picking the Patriots as well just because, you know, I think the only reason why I'm going with Dallas is because, you know, I can't leave my guys hanging after yeah. one loss, you know what I mean? So I'm going to believe in them in that locker room that they get it fixed, but I am very nervous about this matchup because New England – They'll show up. They're a hard-nosed, disciplined football team. And if Dallas wants to continue the penalty fest and the lackluster play, it could be a long afternoon there at AT&T Stadium. But uh, for now, I'll stay with Dallas, and I'll forgive you later, JJ, especially if the Cowboys <laughs> can pull this one out. Right, right, right. Yeah, man, it's going to be a good one, man. I definitely think um, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if any one of them won, but I just think the Patriots – defensively is a little bit more in the red zone, more polished than the Cowboys is offensively going into the red zone. And we all know red zone is a is a must-win situation at all times. So just for that small reason, in this one week only, I'm going with the Patriots. Three more matchups here. Week four, Cardinals at Niners. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time. Yes, I do have to give the Cardinals credit for what they did against Dallas. Josh Dobbs getting his first win as a starter. Connor running tough, but you're going up against a juggernaut in San Francisco, a team that will bully you in the trenches. Brock Purdy looks good, especially when Debo Samuel gets going as well. Christian McCaffrey. And defensively, they're starting to come on strong in Steve Wilkes' scheme. Bosa is finally up to speed after that holdout. So give me the Niners all day here, 30-16. to 16. I think they're able to handle the Arizona Cardinals rather easily. Yeah, give me the 49ers here, man. They're just playing some really good football. Brock Purdy's stepping off literally where he left off from. Um, if you go back and play the picture, you know, if he would have stayed in this game with Philly, who knows what would have been the outcome with that game. But just the way he's come back, responded, uh, Kyle Shanahan and those and those front office and the front office people they're doing, they're doing a hell of a job of and doing some great things. So give me the 49ers here as well, too. Sunday night football, Chiefs taking on the New York Jets. 
This is a matchup that I think a lot of us, considering the quarterback position for the New York Jets and Zach Wilson, I think we're all expecting the Kansas City Chiefs to go into MetLife Stadium and to get a victory because Kansas City has turned it on ever since that opening loss to the Detroit Lions. The Chiefs offense right now ranked fifth in total offense. They're starting to find their rhythm a little bit. Isaiah Pacheco was banged up. Jarek McKinnon continues to play a big role in that pass game. And then when you have Travis Kelsey back over the middle, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup for a talented Jets defense. So it's going to make for some good football, some good TV in prime time. But the Kansas City Chiefs, JJ, I think they're well equipped once again to go in there and pick up a victory when you're averaging nearly 400 yards per game. So I'm going to have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs here. Zach Wilson's play continues to be just horrific. You can also put it on the coaching, Nathaniel Hackett as well. And despite this Jets defense being good enough to keep them in the game afloat, it won't be enough. 34-19 Kansas City. Yeah, I like Kansas City as well, too, for all of the reasons you stated. They felt like they got their team back together. We knew the first couple of weeks was going to take take some time to get developed and get everything. I think Travis Kelsey is getting to his norm. Chris Jones is getting back into his groove as well, too. I like what Mahomes has done. I think they'll go up here, take care of business, show, make a statement again, and um, just keep rolling from where they've been at for the last few years. To close out week four, Monday Night Football, Seahawks 2-1 and one at the Giants 1-2. and two. JJ, give me the Seattle Seahawks to win this game. The Giants have not shown me enough through three weeks. Offensive line play is abysmal. Seattle's strength is in those trenches. Look at Draymond Jones and what he's able to do. Jamal Adams should make his return after suffering that injury at the beginning of last season. That'll be another boost. Witherspoon, the rookie corner. And then offensively, Geno, after a rough start, has started to look a little bit better and showcase some more of that arm he showed late last year. DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker. I just think the makeup of this Seattle team is going to give New York all sorts of issues. And then we don't know the status of Saquon Barkley, who's now nursing that high ankle sprain. So he may be ruled out again. If that's the case, Seattle even more so will take this victory. 27-24, Pete Carroll's side goes in to New York and gets the victory. Yeah, I think I'm more excited to see one of my closest friends, man, Jamal Adams, make his return and debut back on Monday Night Football when he took a, a, a devastating blow on the first week of last year. I'm excited to see him. I know what kind of player he is. I know what type of energy he brings and nothing more exciting to get an opportunity to go back out there from an injury and go back out here and show who you are and um, your, your, um, your kind of like your revenge in a sense. So I'm excited to see him. Um, I'm excited for the Seattle Seahawks team. And like you say, the Giants, um, they, you know, it just, it's just kind of sad to see there was a playoff caliber team last year and the kind of drop off that they had this year just goes to show you that every year you have to come out and play. But give me the Seattle Seahawks here and Jamal Adams, man, welcome back. I'm excited to see you play. Um, give me Seattle. Well, that does it for week number four here on the Pro Football Jays podcast. We appreciate you all who have been tuning in every single week. And it's always a pleasure talking football. And another good week of football lies ahead, JJ. Can't wait to see how these matchups unfold. Until then, man, take care. God bless. Appreciate your time as always. 
Yes, sir. You know what, Isaac. I thank you, man, for having me on. It's a blessing and a hell of an opportunity to be here. I just want to say thank you as well, too. And God bless to the rest of the week. And, and hats off and excited for week four football, baby. Sounds like a plan, brother. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.